Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back to another episode. Rachel, you, this weekend, you were not inside a house at all. I was not. (laughs) Not in the traditional (laughs) sense. I was camping, so we were all in tents. And you survived. I did. I like to consider myself a little bit of an indoor cat. So this was um, <laughs> this was a, a little bit of an experience. I haven't been camping in 15 years, but it was a lot of fun. I uh, I was one with nature. I thought it was funny. I you know I went with kind of like the bare bones with the tent. I did have an air mattress, but one of my friends, uh, we were just there for two nights, and she outfitted her tent with an air mattress that had a headboard. Uh, she had a bedside, like a little bedside table, and she created a little vignette on it with a, uh, <laughs> a house plant and books and LED candles. And she had string lights up in her, in her tent and a little strobe light. She had throw oh pillows, God. like the entire tent for this two night excursion looked way better than my entire apartment. It was, uh, it was awe inspiring. I was like, respect yeah total respect did she give any reason for doing this She's other like, than it's my vacation and I'm gonna do my vacation how I want to do it and I was like okay. all right get it girl like that's I was I mean to be honest I was a little jealous I mean I think she thought we were all making fun of her but I, it was just in it was pure envy but it's like glamping she was um, determined to go glamping it was very much glamping well in terms of the news over this weekend while you were in the great outdoors Rachel yeah, I had to ask you what's going on <laughs> this morning you're like Regis Philbin died <laughs> I know I was so shocked and sad so sad. tell me what else has been going on <laughs> Well, so Gigi Hadid, supermodel, cover girl. I think my first campaign was when I was two, and I don't remember this, but the night before my first shoot, I cut my own bangs like this. The news is that she shared photos of her condo in New York City. It's actually one of two condos that she owns in the city. Um, But this one is a very unique property because of the design choices that she made inside um she bought it for 5.82 million in december of 2018 so she hasn't had it for a super long time but she's been steadily remodeling it since then and and working on the decor uh people have been describing it as a boho chic home and i wouldn't quite describe it that way how would you (laughs) describe it well there's a lot of color. Um, it's kind of like a color explosion. It's like colorful pop art. Uh, there, let's we can get into some of the details. She posted this on Instagram um, on Saturday. We're both looking at the Instagram right now, listeners. If you want to take a look, um, just Gigi Hadid on Instagram, you can see her post. She said that she spent all of last year designing and curating her passion project slash dream spot. So this is her dream spot? This is her dream. I mean, and money is no object to her. So she could do her place any way she wanted. Okay. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Audible sigh from Natalie. You're being, once again, you're being extremely diplomatic. Tell me how you really feel about this place. I mean, okay, just to give, like, she's 25. Like, she's still very young. 
very much like a youthful spirit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Qualification, 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 qualification. Let's, I mean, the thing that like really struck me was um, in the kitchen, there's this like, there's cabinets. um, I, I I believe it looks like it's on the island, the kitchen island, but there's like lower cabinets and there's glass fronts, but behind the glass fronts are all these different um, types of pasta, like pasta noodles, like rigatoni, like bow tie, tortellini, whatever. tortellini. Yeah. And they're, but they're, they're dyed different colors. So there's like penne that's like dyed green. There's bow tie that's dyed yellow and in like, you know, a rainbow. And I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's artistic. It's artistic. It was apparently she had a done. Local artist do it, right? Yeah, it was the it's it's by a woman named Linda Miller Nicholson. Um, she goes by Salty Seattle on Instagram, and apparently she makes plant dyed pasta art. So Gigi commissioned her to create all these different types of pasta for her glass fronts. And I kind of I actually this is the one thing in her place I think I kind of like. Okay, okay. Would you do it in your <laughs> kitchen? Natalie goes okay, okay. <laughs> Not sure we could be friends anymore. Would I do it in my kitchen? I mean, it wouldn't be the first choice, but if I were made of money like Gigi Hadidas, I think yeah. it looks... I mean, I do like pops of color. You're more of a neutral person. Mm-hmm. Um, of all the maximalist uh, design choices that Gigi Hadid has made in this place, <laughs> this one is the least offensive to me. I definitely think that her staircase and the artwork on the walls... Her bathroom, everything else is a little bit too much. Yeah, the bathroom looks a little... uh, So it has a wall of just New Yorker, New Yorker magazine covers. Um, I'm assuming that they are not just pieces of paper. Or maybe they are. I'm looking closer at the photo. It looks like they're... No, there's no way, right? That, That it would just be like pieces of paper tacked up in her bathroom they're not going to survive all the humidity that goes <laughs> like a dorm room <laughs> yeah like it, it just looks very collagey very like and looks like my vision board from when I was 15 years old oh your famous vision board <laughs> my famous vision boards <laughs> with all your there's crushes. a lot I mean there is a lot going on color threw up in this place basically there's some pop art there's a lot of pop art elements there's that big like yellow pen it's like a big, just like a pen that you would write with, but it's like probably, a ballpoint pen. Yeah. Like a ballpoint pen. It's like seven feet tall. Um, it's just leaning in a corner. I mean, everybody's calling it boho chic. I see nothing chic really. There's about no it. chic. And there's, there's some boho just because, I mean, there's clearly a lot of found objects that she has here. Um, it yeah. seems like she's going almost for a place that was specifically designed to show off the work and art and design of the artist that she likes. And it's not exactly, it's not very livable in my opinion. Like it's not a place that I would want to spend a lot of time in. Yeah. Well, she, and she's not spending time there. Um, apparently she's quarantining in uh, her parents' home in Pennsylvania. Oh, I with didn't her- know that. Yeah, with her sister and her um, baby daddy, Zane. Yeah, I was going to So Zane's there, too. Zane is there, too. Bella's there. And Yolanda is there. But, I, you know, I mean, she's so wealthy. And I know she's friends with, like, I think she's still friends with Taylor Swift. And 
I remember in Taylor Swift's documentary, remember I was telling you Taylor Swift's place in her documentary is insane. The oh, decor. Oh, yeah. What did you call it? You called it a um, circus. C- circus Anglophile was like... <laughs> but, because she had like Union Jacks on like cha- like upholstered chairs and there just the color palette was like very carnival circus and it, it was, was weird. And, oh, but then also like very 90s, like kind of like the Friends Kitchen kind of yeah vibe yeah. to it as well. And so maybe, you know, they Gigi have similar- and Taylor just they're like, yeah, we have so much money. Let's just go crazy whimsical and <laughs> blow it out and then when we get older in 10 years and our tastes completely change we can completely redo it Gigi's house reminded me of another house that hit the market recently Bella Thorne who is another 20 something uh actress singer model but Bella Thorne is known to be extremely over the top in her tastes I like the darker things. I like the gritty movies. I like movies that make you feel uncomfortable because that is what life is. That's why I go out of my way to do the shit that I do that people are like, oh, that's crazy or that's, whoa, that's this. Well, that's me. And so she recently listed her house in Sherman Oaks. Um, Rachel, have you, I, I, you haven't seen these photos yet? I haven't. I saw that um, the LA Times wrote about it and the first line of the story is move over Jordan McGraw. Uh, actress Bella Thorne's home in Sherman Oaks is making a serious case for the most bizarre listing in Los Angeles. And previous listeners of this podcast will know that we previously talked about Jordan McGraw's house, son of uh, uh, Dr. Phil McGraw, Mm. and that that one was insane. I'm still haunted by that staircase (laughs) in Jordan McGraw's place. Like the the Medusa staircase. It was haunting. So if this one is giving that one a run for its money, I am I'm curious. They remind me of Gigi's place in the sense that it's very colorful. Uh, it's very eclectic. There's a lot of unique pieces of art. Um, unique. You said there's a lot of unique pieces of art as I saw a dinosaur with a tutu. Holding a skeleton of a dead dinosaur. Um, don't forget. Then I got this. This is Derek the dinosaur. It's awesome. This place, oh, and I set pink. up at the top. Oh, yeah, it's pink. Like the, oh, e- yeah. the exterior is pink, not like subtle pink. This is like magenta Like magenta. Pink. Magenta pink, yeah. So Bella Thorne's house is on the market for two point five five million. Um, she bought it four years earlier for two point oh eleven million. Instagram is a hundred percent a job to me. I started out eighteen with literally two hundred dollars in my bank account, and I bought this house a year later, a year and a half. That's all from social media. There's murals on the wall um that were probably commissioned you know by by friends or artists that she really appreciates and and loves um she also has kind of a crazy staircase rachel thorn in this article says that she wanted each room to stand out on its own and have its own theme so there's the rose room that has like one whole wall has a bunch of roses like next to each other it looks kind of like a valentine's day explosion yes and notice her use of boas there's a lot of boas going on Mm -hmm. everywhere there's boas surrounding it's like it's the ceiling trim instead of crown molding she's got boas right attached to this right and that's that that's a theme that goes on throughout the house there's 
in the it, it occurs in the rose room it occurs in the living room which is more of like a blue green yeah it's um, used as a, like a window treatment yeah and then the thing that reminded me the most of Gigi's house is uh, if you get to the kitchen it looks like Bella has painted the cabinets different colors and I would venture to say that Bella was probably the one that painted these cabinets <laughs> they don't really look professionally done <laughs> once again <laughs> Once again, this is the least offensive part of the house to me. <laughs> I know you're like, Natalie's like, you peasant. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. No. Everyone has their own. Like, no, I mean, I'm not saying I would do this in my kitchen, but of all the places in the house that, like, she went crazy, this one bothers me the least, I guess. Um, yeah. I, and I'm also, I'm not knocking Bella herself. Like, if you buy a house, you can decorate that thing however you want. Like right, but, but if you're gonna if you're gonna try to sell it, yeah, make it neutral before you sell. Yeah, my whole point about Bella Thorne's house is that I think it's going to take a long time to sell, and mm. I think she's gonna have to drop her price. Um, I either think she's gonna she absolutely is either gonna have to drop her price or she's gonna have to take less than what she's asking because somebody there's nobody. I don't want to say there's nobody, but I just cannot imagine somebody coming in here being willing to paint the exterior and change every room Yeah, for what she's asking for. I mean, okay, let me just play devil's advocate, though. <laughs> okay. Um, de- play my own devil's advocate to myself. Um, it looks like a lot of the changes that need to be made are purely paint. Would you agree with that? It's kind of like cosmetic, I, I think. Okay, and you might be right, but what about the kitchen? Don't you have to replace the cabinetry? Yeah, but that's, you could paint those out white. It, it really just looks like she just painted the fronts. I think you could. Is Bella Thorne a secret genius? Like she did improvements <laughs> that are easy to undo. It, it honestly looks like a lot of these, these improvements that, quote unquote improvements that she made are cosmetic. It's paint. It's just taking down light fixtures, light fixtures and vines and boas and, um, you know, painting mural, pa- painting over murals if you want to. Wow. You might, you know what? You might be right. That's not to say that it doesn't cost a little bit of money to paint an exterior and to do every room, but oh, maybe yeah. I'm overestimating the cost and difficulty because you're right. You're right. And they're probably honestly they're probably like nope bella leave everything up let's get press on some how- attention for it yeah let's get all like yeah let's get some press for how weird this house looks and like you're kooky quirky like how everyone knows you and then a smart buyer will come along and a smart real estate agent will tell them just paint over the ceiling and the right. walls and whatnot. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how long this one stays on the market and for how much it goes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We will report back when we know more. So since the start of the pandemic, we've been kind of wondering what our favorite reality TV stars are up to. Obviously, production stopped for a while and is stopped 
still on a lot of our favorite shows. In the interim, the Property Brothers, who we talk about quite a lot, if you know our podcast and our site, they recently made a new purchase of a home in Brentwood. It's $9.5 million, and that is their most expensive purchase to date. So we're really eager to find out what they're going to do with this. And uh, Natalie and I, we want to talk about this house, like what it looks like now and what we think it's going to look like when they get their hands on it. Well, it's very different than the first two homes that we discussed at the top of this podcast. Yeah. Well, everything's different from those, but yes. Yeah. So the floor plan includes five bedrooms, six baths, and two half baths. Uh, It's over 6,000 square feet, so it's incredibly spacious. There's a lot that they can do with it. And it was built in the 1930s, and it's very much a colonial home. Like, it's it's very quintessential with the white siding on the outside and the shuttered windows. It's a beautiful home. Yeah. Apparently, this one languished on the market for five years. Um, it originally mm-hmm. went up for sale in 2015 for $14.5 The price was cut three times in the past uh, five years before the Property Brothers made their move, and they got it. They snagged it for $9.5 million. So a relative Good steal, deal. even though it was their most expensive purchase to date, a relative steal overall for for the brothers it's gorgeous i wonder why this place took so long to sell right okay so here's my question nat um if you're looking at the listing photos which we have on realtor.com if you want to take a look can we dox them or no i don't think we can dox them can we we can't dox them so we can't dox them but if you go to realtor.com type in property brothers 9.5 million you'll find that this story should pop up mm-hmm. um here's my question why what is there to do with this place? It's actually really gorgeous as is in my I know. humble opinion. I know. I really hope they don't come in and just like modern farmhouse the crap out of this place. Like I, I just. Uh, Why did they do this? I think, well, I think because they knew that they were going to get a good deal because, you know, not only are they um, designers, but they also are, are real estate minded and, and know a good valuable property when they see it and maybe they think that they can add some value to it and then we'll sell it. I don't know. I ascribe to the whole like don't fix it if it ain't broken philosophy and that is sort of how I feel about this house. I don't know. There's certainly some like I'm looking at in the dining room there's some funky light fixtures. Yeah. Um, Not saying it doesn't need work but I don't feel like it needs to be like the focal point of a reality TV show. Well, is it is this going to be on their show? That's a good question, which leads <laughs> us into da, da, yeah, da. which leads us into the greater question for like all HGTV shows: How the heck are they going to continue on in the age of coronavirus? And I guess the Property Brothers recently announced that they will continue filming post pandemic, but it's going to look pretty different. They typically cast for twenty different homes, 20 different homeowners. For their upcoming show, Property Brothers Forever Home, they are casting for only six families. So it's, uh, and and that is due to COVID-19, just them not being able to complete that many houses by the time that they want to air the show, Mm -hmm. Um, which is fine. I guess the casting process in the beginning will be the same because it's just people applying online, interviewing them online, and... You know, that that can all be done like on a video chat. But then 
you know, typically the crew goes out, scouts the home, you know, tours every little nook and cranny. And that's not going to happen. That's, that's, you know, that's basically they're not going to, no one's going to enter the home until renovations actually start or until they start filming the 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 show with with the property right. brothers they also said and this is according to variety by the way um they said that all group scenes will be shot outdoors with people a safe distance apart um the brothers will also maintain separation from the show's families drew scott said quote we're not going to be hiding the fact that we're not going to be getting close people are used to seeing us playing with the homeowners kids or hugging the homeowners group hug (laughs) this is property brothers forever home um so you won't see that kind of lovey-dovey aw sugary sweet stuff um and then Mm -hmm. masks are already a part of the construction process which obviously um Mm -hmm hopefully obviously i wonder will we see the show with the brothers wearing the masks and the family is wearing the masks i mean i would hope so right i would hope so i don't see why not like you know even when we see when we watch tv watch newscasters like out in the field they're wearing masks i hope i, I don't see why they wouldn't be wearing masks when they're outside the home certainly when they're inside the home um, cause they're going to be around camera people and, and crew members mm-hmm. and it just seems like the safe thing. And it's also a good example to set, you yeah. know, I, didn't I send you a link to something that was like, it was, was it like Love Island? Mm-hmm. Uh, Love Island CBS. Cause they're, but that's a little different cause by nature of the show, they quarantine themselves in a house together. Yeah. Um, so, so they can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like Big Brother-ish, sort of. I mean, it's good I, to know that our favorite shows can still continue on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have to just get a little bit more creative. and Yeah, and take things at a slower pace. It was interesting. Drew Scott also said, quote, we're used to a heavy pace. In a year, we do over 45 houses. And at one given time, we have about 20 houses on the go. We are not going back to that busier pace. So yeah, we're really eager to see how they handle this um, and how it all look like on a TV near you. Uh, apparently it'll be a little bit though. Um, they're casting right now ish. And uh, according to our sources, the property brothers forever home season four is set to premiere sometime in 2021, but uh, we'll be back with you guys. And when we know more and uh, let you know how it goes. It's now time for winners and losers. This is the segment at the end of the episode where we are going to discuss celebrities and the homes that they bought, sold, or rented. Uh, Our loser this week is someone that we've discussed. Um, He's a loser because he took a loss on his home, but he's kind of a winner because he sold the home after a long... (laughs) Like a bazillion years. (laughs) A long saga. Uh, Birdman is our loser of the week. Brian Birdman Williams. Yep. Brian Birdman Williams. He's a rapper. Uh, he's a producer. What's a, what's a Birdman song? I don't know. I'll, I'll give, I'll give people a taste of the most popular Birdman song. Chrome, 1100. What I'm doing? Hitting money. What we doing? Hitting 
The reason that we care about Birdman here on Realtor at Realtor.com is because he has had a heck of a time selling his Miami mansion and he finally sold it, but he sold it at about $10 million less than he listed it for initially. That's and so much and less. and for four million dollars so less. less. Well and for four million dollars less than he bought it for. Oh <laughs> It's really sad. Poor Birdman. He's been going through this whole saga. Essentially, all right, so he bought the house. It's a 10-bedroom, 14-bathroom, 19,970-square-foot waterfront home. It's a huge place. He bought it in 2011 for $14.25 million from the founder of Rockstar Energy Drink, Russell Weiner. And he put a bunch of money into it. He renovated it and customized it. Um, he ran into some trouble with, you know, money, money (laughs) trouble. Uh, and he put it on the market in 2017 and no biters. No one said, oh, I need a 3000 square foot master bedroom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so then he slashed the price to 16.9 million. Uh, and that was at the time that he was facing foreclosure. You'll remember Rachel that he was, facing foreclosure in the form of $12 million they wanted him to pay back. Uh, Yeah, that was what was reported, although his attorney did tell us that was wrong. Um. (laughs) Yeah, but it stands that he did end up selling the house recently for $10.85 million, um, which is $10 million less than he originally listed it for, and $4 million less than he bought it for. So for that, poor Birdman is our real estate loser of the week. It's just purely numerical, right? What happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? On to happier news. Now it's time for our winner of the week. Mm-hmm. It is. Give it to me. I'm giving it to you, girl. It is our favorite uh, Thelma and Louise star, Susan Sarandon. She had just listed her duplex loft in New York City for $7.9 million. And while she has not yet made a sale for us to, you know, make commentary on, we have to assume <laughs> that she's going to make a profit on this place because it was bought uh, in 1991. So she's had it for 30 years. Definitely has to be... Uh, more valuable now than it was when she bought it. Thelma, I'm not making any deals. And it is absolutely gorgeous inside. I am willing to make an ASS out of you and me and assume that, <laughs> yeah, this she is going to make a profit. I mean, it's, it's a classic loft, floor-to-ceiling windows. She has a view of the Freedom Tower in Manhattan. This place is, this place is in Manhattan. It's in uh, Chelsea. And, and even though it, you know, she, she's been there for 30 years, she probably did some interior updates to it, you know, but it still looks as chic as ever. It's gorgeous. So it's 7.9 million, six bedrooms, five and a half baths and 6,000 square feet. And it offers everything that, you know, a, a chic New Yorker would want. It's beautiful natural light big open space you can display a lot of art there's a lot of wood tones with with just 
plain white walls. Um, it could definitely, I mean, perhaps that they kept it this neutral just because they knew that they were going to sell it. And right, so they like wanted the it to be of, uh, of yeah, the opposite of Bella Thorne. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted buyers to be able to imagine themselves in this space. Yeah, I can um, imagine myself in that space for sure. I can too. I mean, look at the tree, the indoor trees that she has. She has it's, a lot of good greenery inside. I really yeah. give her that. I mean, it, plants make all the difference sometimes. Look and at that fiddly fig. That's like a 20-foot fiddly fig. I know. Like, it's gorgeous. It's just thriving in front of that window. This, this is a great, is, if you're a plant person, this is a great place because your plants will get all the light they need. Yeah. Rachel, do you see that there's a bathtub in the bedroom? Oh, yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> we found the flaw. <laughs> we found the weird part. I mean, yeah, I don't know where weird. the I hadn't seen that. sink is. That is a, <laughs> you're not wrong. It is a, just a bathtub in the middle of the bedroom. Not in the middle, but there's no like uh, privacy wall or anything. That must be, and yeah, and there's like a big window, right? Uh, just adjacent to it, so... <laughs> I mean, the room itself is huge. It's not like it's a cramped tub in this in this room. Like, it's a huge open right. bedroom space. And so. there is a bathroom that has a shower and a toilet and everything, so that's not your only bathing space. I'm sure you <laughs> could uh, figure out how to either enclose it or move it. All right. Well, this house is incredible. Someone super hip and super cool is going to pick it up. Um, and... We expect to be saying that Susan Sarandon is a real estate winner, but just in the meantime, we're going to say she's a winner right now. We can take a little, you know, a little wager on. Oh, yeah. You want to do the over under on how long? I don't know. Maybe, maybe like two or three months we'll see a buyer. Yeah, I would say. Could be. Before October. You think before October? Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you think? Uh, Let's say. Before Thanksgiving, how about that? Okay, all right. What are we wagering? Um, the loser has to buy the winner the Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle <laughs> <laughs> that we've been wanting. <laughs> yeah. You want? Do you want the one that says this smells like my vagina, or the one that says this smells like my orgasm? Well, I don't know that I don't know the notes that are in Smells Like My Orgasm. Um, I only researched the notes in Smells Like My Vagina. Okay. So and those sounded lovely. It's tuberose and jasmine and yeah, I You have yourself a deal, my friend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's close it up. Uh, that's it for this episode of House Party. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, please go to realtor.com slash news. You can also go to Google or your favorite search engine, type in the, uh, type in realtor.com and the topic, and it should pop up for you. And if you like what you heard today, please subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a few extra minutes, if you could scroll down, give us a five-star rating and write us a review. Thank you so much. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts, questions, you just want to check in on how we're doing, tell us how you're doing. Wellness please checks. Please email us. What's that? Wellness checks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
So please email us at podcast at realtor.com. That is singular, podcast at realtor.com. If email's not really your thing, you're on social media, we are too. So check us out on Facebook or Twitter. We're at House Party Pod on both. Uh, we post stories and we have conversations. We'd love to hear from you there. Thank you for tuning in and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.